How many of y'all watch the news? Three of you. The rest of you are on Facebook. You get it all on Facebook. All fake book, fake book, Roberts. That's what it's called. Um, but the Russians were threatening, threatening to use nuclear. Have y'all heard that? Have y'all? Everybody's heard that. The ones that don't even watch the news have heard that, right? Um, and and our president had said that it uh, could potentially be Armageddon, right? Have y'all hear that? You know what I'm talking about? Have y'all heard that? That they're they're talking about it could potentially be, you know, a, a nuclear war. It could be. Um, you know, the, the Russians, you know, and then us, and then, and you know, all of us shooting nuclear missiles at each other. Um, I want to tell you right now, guys, there is no time like today that you need to keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. I want you to know that there is no time like right now that you really need to latch on to God because if you don't know Jesus, I promise you tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Okay? And, and if you read this book right here, it don't get any better. Amen? It gets no better. I mean, right now is as good as it's going to get. It only gets worse from here. Amen? It only gets worse from here. So I'm telling you now, if you have not ever <laughs> latched on to God, there's no time like right now to do that. Okay? I just want you to know that. Um, because it's very important. It's very important. Um, Anyway, I, I just wanted to share that with you because it's something that was on my heart. I was watching this last week and just listening to the news, and, and I'm just like, man, what is going on, right? Come, Jesus. <laughs> Help us, Lord, right? Are we in the end times? Absolutely. We're one day closer today than we was yesterday, I'll tell you that, right? We're one day closer today than we was yesterday for the end times. But I just wanted to, to share that with you and get it off my Get it off my heart and put it on yours. So if you have your Bibles, your iPhones, iPads, whatever it is, um, we've mentioned to you that we're on the Version Bible app. If everyone knows how to do that, um, you can click more, select events, go to Restoration Church. You can follow along with us on that as well. But turn in your Bibles with me. I want to go to the book of Joshua. Everybody say Joshua. Joshua. I want to talk to you about this in, in chapter 11. In the book of Joshua in chapter 11, beginning at verse number 1. I actually had read this to my wife. I'm going to tell you a funny story. I actually read this to my wife. <laughs> and, and she's like, you're going to say that in church? And I'm like, well, I think it's important to get that out there. And y'all don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm fixing to show you. Um, because I'm sitting here reading off all these names and everything. If you look in, in Joshua chapter 1, when, and you're sitting there looking at it, she's like, why would you even say that in church? Like, well, it's important. So Joshua chapter 11, starting in verse 1. It says, and it came to pass when Jabin, everybody say Jabin, king of Hazor, and this is what she was talking about. She's like, why are you even going to say all this stuff in church? <laughs> Listen, and it came to pass when Jabin, king of Hazor, heard these things, that he sent to Jobab, king of Madon, to the king of Shimron, to the king of Aksaph, and to the kings who were from the north, in the mountains, in the plain south of Chinneroth, in the lowland and in the heights of Dor, on the west, to the Canaanites in the east and in the west, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Jebusite in the mountains, and the Hivite below Hermon in the land of Mizpah. Whew. That's what she was talking about. That's what she was, how'd I do? How'd I do? That was okay, wasn't it? But she's like, why are you even saying, because I got a point. Just hang with me. I got a point. You're going to catch it here in a minute. Listen, 
So they went out, they and all their armies with them, as many people as the sand is on the seashore in the multitude. That's a lot of people, right? As many as the sand on the seashore in the multitude. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of armies, right? As many people as the sand that is on the seashore in the multitude with very many horses and chariots. And when all these kings had met together, they came and camped together at the waters of Maram to fight against Israel. But the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid. Everybody say, do not be afraid. The Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid because of them. For tomorrow about this time, I will deliver all of them slain before Israel. You shall hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. So Joshua and all the people of war with him came against them suddenly by the waters of Maram, and they attacked them. What in the world are you talking about? I want you to look at your neighbor and say, let's fight. Now, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You got to get an attitude when you do that. You got to have a little bit of an attitude when you do that, okay? You need to have some boldness. The Bible says that the righteous are as bold as lions, and that was not bold at all. Now, let's try that again. Look at your neighbor and say, let's fight. That was a little bit better. That was a little bit better. Have a little bit of boldness when you say that, right? Let's fight. I might lose. I might be bloody. I might not look good when this is over, but I promise you, you're going to know you've been in a fight. Amen? You, you, you've been in a fight. Right? I'm telling you, you're going to know that you've been in a fight. Listen, you can't just quit and roll over and just give up and walk away. I will not go down without a fight. I will not go down without a fight. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, as Monica sang that song, that we are going to see a victory. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're not going down without a fight. God, we thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we fight from victory, not for it. So, Father, we pray now in Jesus' name, God, we thank you for your word. We thank you. <laughs> we thank you, God, that we are going to fight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So Joshua has, has picked up a mantle of responsibility of being the successor of Moses, right? He had picked up this responsibility of being the successor of Moses, and, and that's an amazing responsibility to try to pick up. Do you understand that? You're trying to pick up the mantle of someone who God has spoken to face-to-face, -face, right? He spoke to Moses through a bush. He spoke to him face He come. It is an incredible responsibility, right? Joshua has picked up this incredible responsibility to carry, yet he picks up the mantle and he carries it. As a matter of fact, God uses Joshua in an incredible way to help the children of Israel reach their destiny. He uses Joshua in an incredible way to, to help them reach their destiny. They take over and they conquer and they achieve what God has destined for them to achieve and what God has destined for them to do. Amen? They reached the promised land. They had been waiting four decades. That's 40 years. They had been waiting 40 years, four decades they wandered trying to get to the promised land. And here they are right now, they're, they're crossing over and they're conquering land. 40 years after 40 years. And the book of Joshua is the story of their conquest. 
It's the story of the conquest of the children of Israel. I thought I should talk to you about it this morning because I believe that there are some descendants of Joshua in this room this morning. Amen? Come on, there's two of you in here. I believe there are some descendants of Joshua that are in this room this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, let's fight. Let's fight. Now say it with some attitude. I've already, I got to explain everything to y'all. I got to explain everything to them, Pastor Dustin. Look at your neighbor with some attitude and say, let's fight. There we go. That's better. I thought I should talk to you about it because there's some people in here this morning. I feel like you're afraid to move forward. I was one of them, right? We're, you're, you're afraid to move forward. Somebody, somebody who's fearful of thinking that, that maybe God can't use them. Maybe God can't do nothing for you. Maybe he's not going to use you. But God wants me to tell you this morning that you, have, you are anointed to do what he has called you to do. You have a mantle and a responsibility to walk in the calling that God has given you this morning. Amen. I'm telling you, you're going to do things that you never, ever, ever thought that you would do, reach, say, go. That's what God is going to do for you. He has anointed you to go to places that you never thought you would go. Amen. Amen. Joshua had been assigned the responsibility of achieving that which Moses could not do. He had been uh, assigned this, this responsibility of achieving what Moses could not do. God did not allow Moses to carry them into the promised land. Amen? God raises up Joshua and anoints him. And Joshua does a fantastic job. He gets the job done. He does great. He has 31 battles. He defeats 31 kingdoms and armies. He has 31 battles. He does a fantastic job at it. 31 fights with only one loss, which that one loss that Joshua had, he later avenged. Amen, he did. He did. It's a great achievement in his life for his destiny. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about this morning. I wanted to talk to you because you're about to fulfill your destiny and the purpose and the call that God has on your life. Amen? Come on. Come on. I got one little golf clap. I want to talk to you about that this morning because you are going to fulfill the destiny and the call that God has on your life. And I know there's a lot of stuff going on. Our world is crazy. We just talked about it. We're on the brink of nuclear war. Everything's expensive. Inflation is through the roof. Crime is through the roof. But God wants me to tell you this morning that all is not lost. Amen. All is not lost. The world has gone crazy. But all is not lost. We're coming out on the other side of a pandemic that almost destroyed the entire world. But God wants me to tell you this morning that all is not lost. But I do need to tell you that in order to reach your, de uh, your destiny and fulfill your call that God has for you, it's going to require a fight. It's going to require a fight. Amen? In order for you to fulfill the purpose in your life, it's going to require a fight. I believe we live in a generation now where everybody wants everything handed to them on a silver platter. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I believe we live in a generation where everybody wants everything handed to them on a silver platter. But I'm here to tell you if you're going to reach your destiny, 
and you're going to reach wherever it is that God has you to go and accomplish everything that God has for you to accomplish, it is going to require you to fight for it. Amen. It is not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. It is going to be required of you to fight for it. To fight for it. And whatever God has for you is worth fighting for. Amen. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Your children are worth fighting for. Your ministry is worth fighting for. Come on. Your purpose is worth fighting for. Your business is worth fighting for. Everything that God has for you is worth fighting for. Amen. Come on. The children of Israel here, they're, they're facing an army of people who have heard. Look at this right here. I want you to, matter of fact, look at, look at verse 1, chapter 11. It says, when Jabin, king of Hazor, heard these things. What had he heard? What had he heard? If you go back through several chapters, back through th this, this book right here, you, you'll see that nation after nation after nation after nation had heard about Joshua. They had heard and they had gotten the word about Joshua. They had heard that, that he's come in and he's taken over territory. They heard. He had come in and defeated kingdoms. He had taken territory from them. And the word had spread about Joshua and the children of Israel. And you need to know this, my friends. If you're doing what God has called you to do, the devil has heard about you too. Amen. The devil knows your name. Amen. If you're doing what God has, he's heard about you. You might not believe it, but I want to tell you, hell knows that if you are going to reach your destiny or not, because he knows that if you reach your destiny, that you are going to be taking over kingdoms of the devil. Come on, he has heard about you. He has heard that you're coming to Restoration Church. He has heard that your life is being changed. Amen? If you are doing and filling out the call that God has for you, I promise you the devil has heard about you. You need to stop being timid and afraid. Come on, y'all. Stop being laid back. Huh? Stop being laid back. He says, I'm raising up a generation right here. He says, I'm going to do what it is that God has called me to do, and I'm not going down without a fight. The devil has heard about you. He knows your name. They had heard. Listen, they had gotten word. King Jabin, listen to this. King of Hazar had heard. So he gathers together all of these surrounding nations. He had heard. King Jabin, he just heard about Joshua. And he's like, oh, we got to get some people together. Look at verse 1 through 3 right here. Look at all these nations that they had gotten together. He said, they had heard and they, they all come together, the king of Hazar and Madan and Shimron and Aksaph and the kings from the north and the south of Shinaroth and, and, and Dor and the king of the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and the Jebusites and the Hevites and the Mosquitoites and the Termites and, and everybody was there. Everybody was there. They had all come against them. They had all gathered together for one sole purpose, to fight and destroy the children of Israel. Amen? They had just heard about him. You know what I've discovered? I've discovered that when you're doing what it is that God has called you to do, people that normally don't even communicate or talk to each other are going to get together and try to destroy you. Amen? 
because they heard. They wouldn't even be talking to each other, but they heard what God has for you, and they're going to get together, and they're going to try to destroy you. That's what they do. They're going to come together. And listen, I believe this, and I'm persuaded of this right here, guys, that when everybody comes together to try to stop you, you must be a bad somebody. Huh? You must be a bad somebody. Turn to your neighbor and tell them my anointing is strong. Do it. Come on. I must be special. When everybody's coming together to destroy you, you must be a bad somebody. Right? You've got a special anointing. The anointing on me must be awesome. And the anointing, when they all have to, have to gang up and come against me, they're all ganging up to come against you. Who am I preaching to this morning? Amen. And that's the truth. Listen, that's the truth. What you represent and what God is going to do through you and in your life, what God is going to do with you, people are going to try to stop it. They're going to come together and they're going to try to stop it. Listen, you're going to destroy devils. You're going to win families. You're going to restore marriages. People are coming off drugs. Prostitutes are coming off the streets. You are changing people's life and people are going to try to stop that. Amen. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but I want to tell you, your anointing is awesome. Amen. Your anointing is awesome. It's so bad, the devil's going to try to do everything he can to stop you. The devil's going to try to do everything he can. But don't you go down without a fight. Don't you go down without a fight. Amen. People are going to come together. They're going to get together because they heard. The scripture says this in verse 4. Look at this. Oh, that echoed. Look at that. Hello. Don't talk with the napkin over your mouth. <laughs> scripture says this in verse 4. Look at this. There were so many. There were so many. Look, it says, so they went out. They and all their armies with them. As many people as the sand that is on the seashore in multitude. There's a lot of sand on the seashore in the multitude. That's all I can say about that. Amen? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people coming against you with very many horses and chariots. And here's what that means. I got to explain everything to him, Pastor Dustin, this morning. Here's what that means. Amen? Listen. The horses and chariots, that is the tanks of their day. That is the might of their army. That is their tanks. They were their M1 Sherman tanks back in those days. Their horses and their chariots. They're bringing all of their weaponry. They're bringing all of their strength. They're bringing all their missiles and guns is what they're doing. They're, they're coming in as many as the sand on the seashore with all of their tanks. They're coming in because they had heard about Joshua. Right? I want you to understand this. Some of you have gone through some hell. But understand, come on. I'm preaching to myself right now. Some of you have gone through some hell. But understand that the more intense the battle is, the greater the victory is on the other side of that battle. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. The greater the battle is, the more intense the battle is, the greater the victory. Don't be discouraged. Don't be frustrated. Don't walk away. Don't quit. Recognize that you have a great victory coming on the other side. Amen. You have a great victory that is coming on the other side. 
Listen, all these armies had, had, had come against Israel. They had come against Israel, and it says, as many as the sand on the seashore. Because how many were coming? Can I tell you, the odds might be against you. The odds might be against you. That's right. They're coming, son. They're coming. The odds might be against you. The odds were against Israel with all of these armies. And for some of you, the odds might be against you getting married. Or maybe your marriage being reconciled. For some of you, the odds might be against your ministry prospering. Maybe the odds might be against your business succeeding. But if God be for me, amen, but if God be for me, if God is on your side, come on, somebody ought to holler right now. If God is on your side, who can stop what God has declared for you? Who can stop the word that God has already spoken over your life? Amen. But God, they can't stop you. They can't stop you. They can't defeat you. Can I tell you, I fought way too many battles to quit now. Amen. I fought way too many battles to quit now. I've gone through way too much hell to stop now, to quit now, and I have too much in front of me to give up now. Amen. Amen. But God, don't be surprised when they come against you. The fact that they're coming against you is an indication that you are moving in the right direction. Amen. The fact that they are coming against you is an indication that you are moving in the right direction. Amen. The odds might be against you, but when it's all said and done, you are more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody. When it's all said and done, you are more than a conqueror. The odds might be against you not wanting you to win. Amen. Who am I preaching to this morning? Who has some odds coming up against you? Who's in a fight right now? Don't go down without a fight. Don't go down without a fight. God has a destiny for you. God has a destiny for you. He has an assignment and a call for you and for your life. He has an assignment for you. And what do you do? What do you do? Amen. What do you do when the, when the odds are against you? What do you do when the enemy is coming against you? What do you do when they already got all the paperwork lined up to fire you? What do you do when everything's coming against you? What do you do? What do you do when everybody's warring against you? As many as the multitude as the sand on the sea, what do you do? Amen. Come on, y'all. What was Joshua to do? All these nations was coming against them, all these kings and kingdoms, and, and they had their armies and they, and they were coming against you. What are you to do? Well, I'm glad you asked the question. Thank you. Here's what verse 6 says. But the Lord said to Joshua. That's a great spot to say amen. That's a great spot for everybody to say amen. Amen. Okay, but the Lord said to Joshua, let me tell you something, but the Lord said, whenever God sticks his butt in your situation, things are about to shift, amen. When God sticks his butt in your situation, that means things are about to change. But the Lord said, 
Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but my Lord delivers them out of them all. <laughs> the wages of sin are death, but, come <laughs> on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you this morning? Joshua had an army coming against him, but God stuck his butt in the situation. But the Lord said, here's what you got to do. You got to get a word from God. But the Lord said, but the Lord said, you got to get a word from God. Joshua got a word from God. What did God say? He said, number one, he said, do not be afraid because of them. He said, do not be afraid because of them. That's the first thing he says. Don't let fear control you. Amen? So first thing, don't let fear control you. Some of you have not moved forward because you're afraid to move forward. Come on. I'm just stuck in my little comfort zone. Things are real nice here. They're quite comfortable. Amen? Comfort zones are real nice, but nothing grows there. Some of you are afraid to move forward because you're afraid. You're afraid to move forward because you're afraid. Yeah. I'm here this morning to drive away and rebuke the spirit of fear. Amen. Hallelujah. You're afraid to write the book. Some of you, afraid to record the song, afraid to do this, afraid to start the business, afraid to step out, afraid, 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 afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, strength, sound, mind, and love. Right? Come on, y'all. God did not give us a spirit of fear. We are here to rebuke that spirit of fear. Do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear drive you in the wrong direction. Amen? Some of you have been afraid to do anything because of fear. Because of fear. God wants me to learn, and he wants you to learn how to move in the direction of your fears. Amen? Who am I talking to this morning? I, God wants me to learn and wants you to learn how to move in the direction of your fears. When a pack of lions, listen, when, when, when a pack of lions are going to attack a prey, they, they see the prey down in the valley, and, and uh, the pack of lions, they'll send the old, and I'm not talking about you, Ed, um, they send the old um, to, <laughs> I love you, man, I'm, I'm kidding. The pack of lions will send the old, toothless, slow lion off over to one side. It's a true story. They'll send them over to one side, and then the young, fierce, aggressive lions will come over here on the other side. That's what happens. The slow, toothless lion, the old lion, has one assignment, to roar. To roar. Amen? And when he roars, the prey runs away from the roar, not knowing that they're running into the strength of the pack. I'm serious. They'll run from the roar, not knowing that they're running into the strength of the pack. And all I'm trying to do this morning is tell you to stop running from the roar. Amen. Stop running from the roar. Listen, your victory is running towards the, war, the roar. Amen. Your victory is running towards the roar. 
Your destiny is running towards the roar. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, face your fears. Face your fears. Y'all were scared to say that, wasn't you? Listen, listen, listen. Here's, here's, here's number two in, in verse six. But the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid because of them. Look at this. For tomorrow about this time. Y'all see that? He says, for tomorrow about this time. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody this morning to let you know that tomorrow about this time. Come on. That tomorrow about this time in your life, I prophesy it, I declare it, I preach it to you that tomorrow about this time, whatever it is you've been fighting, whatever it is you have been, that has been frustrating you, whatever it is that has been holding you down, tomorrow about this time, God says, I'm going to make it all end and go away. I'm going to make it all end and go away. Tomorrow about this time, he's about to shut it down. He's about to shut it down. He's about to bring it to a conclusion. It's tormented you and frustrated you and hurt you, and you've been crying. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's about to come to an end. Can we give God some praise for that? Tomorrow, about this time, he said, it's all going to come to an end. It's going to come to an end. He's put a, a limit on how long the devil can frustrate you. Amen. He's put a limit on it. He's put a, a time frame on it. The fight won't last long. You're going to win. Amen? The fight won't last long. You're going to win. You're going to win. Look at this. Number three, he said, look, it won't last long. He said, tomorrow about this time. Then he says this in verse six. You shall hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. I got to explain everything to him, Pastor Dustin. Let's go. Got to explain it to him. He says, you will hamstring their horses and burn their chariots with fire. You shall hamstring their horses. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. When you hamstring a horse, it says that you, you take and, and you cut them right here in their strongest muscle. That's what it says. That's what it, that's what it means. When you, when you hamstring their horses, he, you cut them right here in their strongest muscle. You, 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 you cut his hind leg off. Anyone ever pulled a hammy? Yeah. Hey, listen, and when you cut that muscle, he's rendered useless. The horse is rendered useless, okay? As a matter of fact, when you, when you cut the hamstring, the hamstring can't heal. The hamstring can't heal, so, so they, they, they'll kill a horse once, the, once it's been, his hamstring's been cut. And God says, I'm going to empower you, and I'm going to anoint you. He said that you are going to hamstring their horses, and you're going to burn their tanks with fire. Yes, I got one yes out of that. I'm going to anoint you and empower you, and you're going to hamstring their horses and burn their tanks and chariots with fire. You're going to take the strength of their army away. You're going to take every single bit of power they have away from them as they're coming against you to try to destroy you, Joshua. Amen? I want you to get ready to know that God is about to hamstring somebody who's been coming against you. Take them down. He's about to hamstring somebody who's been trying to hurt you, who's been trying to defeat you. They're about to be hamstrung. 
Come on, y'all. God is about to hamstring people who are coming against you and trying to destroy you, defeat you, frustrate you, take you out. I feel the Spirit of God telling me right now that, that, that there's a circumstance in your life. There's, your situation's about to change. Amen. They're about to be hamstrung. Everything that's coming against you in your life right now. Mm. I'm here to tell you, don't go down without a fight. Amen. Don't go down without a fight. Put your dukes up. Put your dukes up. God has called you. God has anointed you. God has empowered you. Amen. God is getting you ready for something beyond what you could ever dream or hope. He is getting ready to take you places that you never, ever thought you would go. Amen. Get ready to fight. Hallelujah. Somebody help me give Jesus some praise in here this morning. Come on. You can lie on me. You can embarrass me. You can walk out on me. You can scandalize me. You can sue me. You can uninvite me. Whatever you want to do. But I promise you, I'm not going down without a fight. Amen. You can provoke me, trick me. You can fool me, entice me. You can lure me. You can deceive me, but I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. I'm here to tell you, fight for your purpose. Fight for your purpose. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your destiny. Fight for your anointing. Fight for your business. Fight for your children. Come on, somebody. Do what God has called you to do. Do what God has called you to do. Fight for it. Y'all know who Muhammad Ali is? None of y'all know. Do y'all know who Muhammad Ali is? Come on. Let me see your hands if y'all know who the float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You know him, Mike Lancaster? That's, that's the one. Muhammad Ali has a daughter named Layla Ali. And Layla decided to take up boxing. I ain't messing with her. I'm going to tell you now. I ain't going down without a fight, but I ain't fighting her. <laughs> Layla Ali decided to, to, to take up boxing. She boxed for a few years. Matter of fact, she, she had a record of 24-0. I mean, she was a boxer. She never lost. She was, I mean, she never lost a fight. She was, she was mean. And one of her matches, she, she had, had a, ended up having a rematch with somebody that was, uh, that was, there was a close fight with her. They was, you know, and, and it was a close fight anyway. And in this rematch, she ended up getting a cut over her eye and a bloody nose. It looked like halfway through the fight that she was going to lose. Looked like Layla was about to, about to lose her first fight. But she came back and won the fight and knocked the girl out. And when she was being interviewed after the fight, and they asked her, they, she said, they said, they, you know, it said, Layla, it looked, looked like you was about to lose this fight. So it looked like you were, you know, getting, getting beat up. The interviewer was asking her. And, and he said, how were you able to come back? She said, because I watched my father fight. She said, I watched my father fight. She did. I watched my father fight. I watched Muhammad Ali beat Joe Frazier and George Foreman and, and Sonny Liston. And I watched him look like he was going to lose. But then I saw him come back. And, and then she said this. When I thought about who my daddy was. Huh? Do you know who your daddy is? 
Your daddy is the lily of the valley. Do you know who your daddy is? He is the bright morning star. Come on. He's alive and well. He is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. Come on. Put your dukes up. Put your dukes up. Let's go. Come on. What you? Come on. Put your dukes up. Come on. Y'all put your dukes up. Let's get it. Get in the fight. Get in the fight. Let's go. What you going to do? Get in the fight and you're like, I thought I'd have more people. Look, ain't nobody doing it. Tara, I thought, I thought I'd have more people getting in the fight with me. Come on. Put your dukes up. They're not thinking I, you ain't as smooth as this, are you? Huh? I know what you're thinking. You ain't as smooth as this. Thinking I don't know how to, I don't know how to do the uppercut. I don't know how to, I don't know how to throw the haymaker. It's all right. It's all right if you ain't this smooth. It's okay. You know what you do? You put your head down and you start doing this. I don't care what you do. Just get in the fight. Just get in the fight and start throwing punches. I don't care what you do. Just get in the fight and start throwing punches. Down here. We gotta knock everything off. Just get in the fight. I'm not going down without a fight. You hear me?